Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's your Daily Dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, August 7th, and I am alive, hardly, but I'm alive after having quite the weekend. And really, my weekend consisted of one thing and one thing only, and that was Taylor Swift. For anyone that is new here, my name is Donna Bowling. Thank you so much for subscribing. So many new subscribers every single day. If you are new here, or even if you're not, say hi in the comments, give me a thumbs up, do all the things, connect over in our Facebook group, Daily Dose of Donna. We are growing so crazily. I was with my girlfriend who's not like in this world at all on Saturday for the concert. And every single time I went over onto um, onto the Facebook page, she's like, I don't understand. Every time you open Facebook, there's more requests for people joining. It's so, so, um, it's so funny. I feel like uh, I feel so excited about that group. I mean, we're going to hit a thousand before we know it. We're already up like 650 people. Also, for those of you that are new here, follow me over on TikTok. I go live on TikTok every time I do the show at This Is Donna Bowling. And if you want to see behind the scenes of my life, follow on Instagram at This Is Donna Bowling to see stories and just kind of like get to know me a little bit more. So thank you so much for following everyone here on TikTok. Aaron, Michelle, shout out. Okay. I hope you guys enjoyed Friday's episode. Friday, I remember I had my uh, my friend Eliza who runs the Instagram account Face Reality 16 come on because we were all about the Morgan and Kyle of it all. And um, you guys seem to really like it from the YouTube comments. It was a really interesting conversation. Um, and there's more to be shared about that from this weekend. So we'll get into more Morgan and Kyle stuff. First, I want to tell you a little bit about my Taylor Swift Saturday. I was so sick, you guys. And I know, I know that people out there are going to not be happy with me because I went out in public sick. Okay. Now, I didn't have COVID. I don't have COVID. But let me ask you a question. Am I allowed to even say that anymore? Are we done that? It's like, how many people do you think are out there like with colds, right? Like everyone I know is like coughing and sneezing or whatever. Now, it's, you got to do it. It was an insanely expensive evening. A lot of you guys were wondering how I got these seats. So we were on the floor in section D, which if you have been watching any Taylor Swift stuff, any eras tour live feeds or anything, which if you have it, you should, you see the stage jets out. And then like in the middle of the stage, it kind of goes like a diamond in the middle and then jets out straight again. So we were just on the side of the diamond, which was insane. I've never experienced anything like that. I could have seriously thrown, I don't want to even joke about this because people actually throw things at, at concert, um, at concert, at artists, but I could have thrown something at her and it would have touched her. That's how close we were. I was in the 14th row of our section, but this, the diamond, which was right next to us came out and we were like in the fourth row of that. So like I was right on the aisle. I mean, I felt like I was in the fourth row. It was in 
insane. All right. Well, a lot of people are telling me that I shouldn't have gone to the concert. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. I am sorry. I was with my girlfriend. I told her very clearly, I have a cold. If you are okay with coming, I won't be offended if you cancel. She was like, I'm willing to get a cold, a head cold for this. Now, I think that the majority of the people that are at Taylor Swift concerts, by the way, are Okay, you guys, the crowd, the crowd. Thank you, loves. Thank you. Thank you, Chris, Chris, Sarah. I love you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Ray. I mean, seriously, it's a little too much here. If you are, I'm not getting into this. I'm not going to get into this. If someone is susceptible, they should stay home. I agree. And you know what? There were a couple masks out there, and I'm sure it was people that were susceptible. But when you put 100,000 people, Number one, it's an open air stadium. It's covered, but it's open air. But when you put 100,000 people in one space, please understand that you will be susceptible to germs. Okay? I'm just putting it out there. Anyway, my concern was if you don't feel good enough to go. And I'm telling you, I'm like a pretty good person on colds, like when I have a cold, but I really didn't feel like energy at all. So Saturday morning, Friday night, we stayed home, chilled, like... I was steaming my, I was drinking all the things, like the liquids, not the alcohol. I was doing everything good for myself. I was like, please, please, please wake up tomorrow feeling good. I woke up on Saturday feeling worse, okay? Now, you know how this, like a cold, I know, I know, Karen, I know. I'm not, I didn't have, I chested, I'm good. I wasn't that. So on, um, on, you know how like the peak of a cold is like usually day two, three? It's like, Okay. I can do this. I have Taylor tonight. Like if I've ever had to like dig deep, like dig deep, you gotta go, you gotta go. I couldn't miss it, you guys. I couldn't. I would never be okay with it. Like I would be so, I would just cry for, and if I had a fever and if I was like body aches or stomach issues and I was like throwing up, I wouldn't be able to go. Literally would not be able to go because you physically cannot handle it. But I physically could handle it. I just was not myself. And that's the 100% truth. Like I wasn't I wasn't as energetic as I normally am. Although if you watch my videos, I pulled it out. Like I was able to pull it out. But that definitely put a little bit of a damper. I, you know, I went to this concert completely sober, did not drink, did not anything, just literally went for the experience. We went early. We had VIP seats. The reason why we have these seats is because my um, – my husband Lance, who you guys know, luckily got that presale code when she re- like when she um, released all those codes months and months ago. So he got the tickets. We we splurged, we splurged, but it was worth it. And then it was um, like a really cool experience because when you're VIP, we didn't like when we bought it. We just wanted the closest seats happen to be VIP seats. We didn't pay more for a VIP experience. It's just everyone that was in that front floor seat area did have VIP seats. They give you early entrance. So the entire stadium opens at 4.30 to the public, but we got to go from 3 to 3.30, which meant it was a real long day. It was a real long day. Okay. Got there at three o'clock and then went to, um, went to like the merch. I bought the cutest sweater, a t-shirt for my son. And then we like walked around, we got some food. We just like sat in this empty stadium. It wasn't empty, but it looked empty. There was obviously just the VIP people in there. It was crazy looking. I'll show you guys pictures and videos over on in my Instagram today. Then we went into um, 
down on the floor. Now, this is crazy because SoFi Stadium, for those of you that had never been, they build it, and I learned this from our driver. I had no idea. Because it's so close to the airport, LAX, and LAX, the airplanes fly like literally right next to it to go to, um, to land. Because it's so close to the airport, they couldn't build up. So instead, it's a very low to the ground top of stadium. So they go down. They built into a hole. Meaning if you're on the floor, like if you're at a Rams game or any concert and you're on the floor, you're underground. I mean, it doesn't feel like it, but you are. You're underground. So you go down a ton, a ton, a ton of like escalators. You finally get down there. Once we got down there, you know, they have a separate area, bar, restaurants, very like just for the ones down here. And then this is where you get to see all the like the celebrities that were there. Now, when we got there, it was pretty early when we were walking around. By the time probably most of the celebrities came, we were already in our seats and it got really crowded. And we were so close to the stage that where the celebrities sit, they're like in the, they're in like boxes on the ground. There's there's upper boxes, which is like a lot of celebrities. And then there's the low boxes, which are on the ground. And there was um, you know, a lot of like, you could tell when you walk by, you're like, these people are rich. I don't know if they're all celebrities, but they are rich. They're like couches and there's this and that. So we hear a big commotion. I turn around. Channing Tatum is right behind us, like on our section. So he's a few, you know, a hundred feet away. He doesn't look like him. You can tell it's him because he has the same face, but he is literally big, like muscular. He must be like doing something for a movie or something. Super, super buff. Um, he had someone was like, "What's wrong with his face?" In my picture, a lot of um, Taylor Swift fans like bedazzle, right? It's a lot of glitter and sparkles and all that. So he bedazzled his face. I imagine he was with his kids. I didn't see his kids. His his ex Jenna Dewan, who he shares his daughter with, was there on Friday night. I saw she was there in a box with like Ashley Tisdale and so and um, Allison um, Twitch's wife. Remember um, R.I.P. Twitch. Then. Gail King was in the same box as Channing Tatum. And I was like, that's Gail King. I saw her and I was like, that's Gail King. But no one talked about Gail King until just now. I just saw it on Daily Mail. So Gail King was there. I loved her. I freaking love Gail King. I don't know if you guys are this way. Love Gail King. So Gail King was hanging out with Channing Tatum in the same box. Um, Taisha from The Bachelorette was right behind him in a different area, was right behind him. And I saw on her Instagram story, she posted that she was with Paula Abdul. So Paula Abdul was there. Um, Who was right there? Sarah Michelle Geller, Seth Green. My sister happened to be at the concert too with her daughter and a couple friends. And they were on the other side, not on the floor, but like in that first section, the hundreds. And so I could see her from my chair. Like if I stood up, I could see her. And she texts that she was in right behind James Marsden. And she was like, James Marsden is here. She sent me a picture. And then I found out on Dumois, um, Dumois is a gossip Instagram and podcast. Um, follow right now. It's at do, D-E-U-X-M-O-I. Follow because very exciting news this week. He was actually with Woody Harrelson. So Woody Harrelson is a Swifty. I just thought it was so funny to see all these random men at Taylor Swift. I mean, I imagine if you have kids, young kids, and I think Woody Harrelson does have some young kids, but I could be wrong on that. I actually don't know. So many amazing people there, you guys. It was really a blast to see. Um, 
And then I just kept thinking about like all the people around us because I know we spent a lot of money on our seats. And then I saw like when we were, and when I say a lot of money, just so you guys know, each of our seats after taxes and everything was around $800 each. Okay. So it is a lot of money. But I know that a lot of the seats in our area were resold for like four or $5,000 we were seeing on StubHub. And I'm thinking to myself, like, these people spent money to be at this concert. Now, had I or would I have thought it was worth it if I didn't really care for Taylor Swift or whatever? No, never. And I am not a hardcore Swifty. Like, I don't know the words to all the songs. I don't know all the like little Easter eggs that she does. When she starts singing songs that are like obscure, I don't immediately know their name. You know, she does these two mystery songs at every concert and people were losing their minds. I mean, when I tell you, like seizuring every single time a new mystery song came on and I was like, what is it? So I'd have to like hear the lyrics and then I would kind of like pick up on it. I am not a um, massive, massive Swifty, but now I am. Because when you go to a show like that, this girl puts on a three and a half goddamn hour show. I want to explain something to you. When you go to a regular concert, it's two hours, right? They go on around eight, it's done 10, maybe 10.30 after the encore. Oh my God. She, number one, Gail performed the opening. So Gail is you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, U, and your mom, that song. So she came out and she's fun, good energy. It was really cute. She, her, I, like she was talking about her brother was in the audience seeing her perform for the first time since she was 13. I love that. Then Haim came out and Haim are three Jewish sisters that actually grew up here in Sherman Oaks. They went to the elementary school down the street from me and they're younger than me, obviously. I think the oldest one is probably in her late thirties. So cute. So fun. They performed and then they came back out actually for Taylor. They're besties with Taylor. So Taylor finally comes on at 8.15 p.m. It's Now it's dark, right? She finished her last song after 11.45 p.m. And legit, she's in everything, right? It's Taylor Swift's concert. There's like a five or three minute moment where she's not on stage when they're doing this like introduction to the Red Era. So they have this like other person on stage doing this like kind of interesting little like entertainment thing. It was three and a half hours of Taylor in so many different outfits with the most insane choreography, the coolest sets, the most beautiful show. She came over to our side 15 times. I'm convinced we made eye contact. I'm sure a lot of people felt the same way. I saw Spencer Pratt post it as much as – because I really think she makes a point to like go out on the audience and like look at people. I'm sure she could see our faces too. Everyone got these um, these bracelets that are connected. It's such a genius freaking idea. A lot of you guys are asking me questions about this. Everyone got these bracelets that were connected to the back of everyone's chairs, and they were plastic. You pull the little um, like button from them. Everyone got them, every seat. And during the show, they lit up different colors, so like um, choreographed or coordinated with her singing and the song. And so like all the things would be red and then blue and then white, blue, red. And like, I would be blinking when my friend next to me wasn't. Like, it was so crazy how they did this. Coolest thing I've ever seen. And we got, because we were VIP, we got also these bright necklaces that did the same thing. What a concert. Now, you have to understand that Taylor Swift's fans are legitimately, like, they know everything and anything about her. They know every single word. So I'm surrounded by screaming. I mean, it was a little annoying. Not gonna lie. There's like a 20-year-old crew 
like four 18 year old girls or whatever, all wearing the same fringy dress, different colors, screaming and filming themselves the entire time. Didn't understand that. I felt like Miranda Lambert. I was like, this isn't about you, but whatever. It was really loud and it was really fun. I need to take a sip of water because my throat, you guys, hold on. This is the most talking I've done in like two days. (coughs) So then, excuse me. So then they are, um, you know, people are singing along. People are so into it. I mean, when she sings that beginning cruel summer, you're out of body. You become out of body. Okay. You can't function. Then right between, so I'm right on the aisle. And a lot of people were like, is it madness down on the floor? Not at all. Now I was on the aisle, but it's like people are very in their seats standing, but at their seats, it's not wild. You can't go into your aisle at all unless you're walking to the back or the front. The security guards are like, get back in there. Like if my foot was over the red line, they would push my foot in. So it's a really big deal. And, um, and we have to, okay. So we, we were all like dancing and then she started singing Champagne Problems, which is such a beautiful song and it's a very quiet song and she's on a piano and she's up on the stage. So she's, I'm, I'm only really able to see her from the screen at this point. And then all of a sudden the entire crew, the entire crew, the entire row on the next section over our row runs out, like runs out. And I'm like, what is going on? They're all standing in the aisle right in front of me. And a guy fainted. Which, this is a man, okay. I feel, if, if you're out there, man, I am so sorry for you. He was a dad. He was with like his teenage son and his wife, maybe another person, passed the F out at the concert. And he was so in the middle of the aisle that like they couldn't get the stretcher to him. They had to walk him out to the stretcher. It was madness. I've never seen anything like it. I was like, my friend that was there, he was up in the stands and I was texting. I was like, someone just fainted. He's like, send it to TMZ. Taylor makes people faint. I felt really bad for him. I hope he was okay. To be 100% honest, he was lucid and talking, but it did feel like maybe he was just drunk, like very drunk. But maybe that's what happens like when you wake up from a faint. You know, the mom and kid walked away with him. I would have been pissed. I would have been like, you got this? You're good, right? You're good. Just text me when you're better. Just kidding. But I would have been, I would not have been good. Anyway, and it was the beginning of the show. It was like a half hour into the show. Oh, another cool thing. Um, cameras, if you watch my stories, lots of like documentary type cameras, right? And they kept walking up and down our aisle and they had the steady cam and whatever. So this is so crazy. So I film it. I actually filmed it for Lance because Lance knows so many of the camera guys in LA. So I filmed it for Lance and then I sent it to Lance and he's like, I don't know him. And I posted on my stories. I'm like, they're definitely shooting a documentary. So I get a DM last night from some random dude who was never, uh, who I've never talked to, never seen. And he said, oh my God, that's me. And I was like, shut up. So I connected with him. This guy is a steady cam operator. I'm not going to say his name. And he, um, someone sent him the video. Like someone watched my story and said, oh my God, that's blah, 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 sent it to him. So he was like so stoked to see himself. He was also the same camera operator that was behind Taylor in the viral video of her giving Kobe Bryant's daughter the 
the hat. I don't know if you guys saw that. It went viral. It was from the Thursday night show. She gives a hat to one audience member every show, and it was Kobe Bryant's daughter. And if you look at the video, there's a camera crew up on the stage watching it, and that was him too. So yeah, the 22 hat. And um, so anyway, I said, oh my gosh, that was you. He's like, yep, we were shooting a mayonnaise commercial. I'm like, a mayonnaise commercial? And he goes, well, that's what I tell people anyway. He goes, most people just walk away confused. I was like, "Uh uh-uh, we know you're shooting a documentary. But anyway, I thought that was so cool. I was like, that is the coolest gig ever. He said, Taylor is amazing. Like the crew is amazing. The tour is amazing. Everyone's amazing. I got a little heart. Thank you. Um, It was really, really cool to see. Okay. Anything else from Taylor Swift? Um, I cried during All Too Well. Cried. Mm. I know Spencer Pratt was, I already said that. He was at the show around the corner. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Nothing really else. Let's move on to some like reality fun, huh? Should we? Um, Oh my God, that's so funny. I would have told the paramedics just to take him to the car. I thought if Taylor Swift knew that a man fainted at her concert, knowing Taylor, she'd be like, I'm going to give them free tickets for tomorrow night. Like, I feel like she would do something like that. Um, Okay, let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit. Oh, let's talk about Bethany. Bethany Frankel ranted on her TikTok again and then deleted it, but it was picked up by a few various people. And you guys, I have to say, um, shout out to all of you that are sending me all this good stuff. I get DMs nonstop from you guys sending me random posts that you're seeing online, random TikToks, things that like you think I don't know or I should know. And I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, So Bethany ranted. I think it was yesterday. And basically this TikTok says she's like in a bathing suit. It looks like she's outside. There's sunglasses. And she's like, if you're coming after me, this is for all of you about the Bravo NBC Universal reconciliation or reckoning, she said. If you're coming at me, like just watch it. I mean, it was so threatening the way – and this is what – See, I was talking to Lance about this this morning. And Lance, you guys, you know, he's he's a union camera operator. And he works on shows that are not union as well. I'm going to talk about that Rick and Kelly thing really fast in a minute. Just, just wait. I wanted to talk about that. He is um, He is a union camera operator. So like, for example, he worked on Golden Bachelor yesterday. I'm 99% sure the Golden Bachelor or the Bachelor is union. And so certain shows out there are union shows. Let me ask, is the Bachelor union? I'm pretty sure it is. And like, for example, Dancing with the Stars is union. And I know this because like when he works those shows, he's able to get, you know, his hours and stuff. So I showed him this video from Bethany and I said, before I said, before you watch it, I'm just curious, like overall, what do you think? He goes, it will hundred percent change reality if reality unionizes, because the reason why so many people are excited about doing reality shows in terms of like production and networks and studios, why they're spending so much of their energy on reality is because yes, the bachelor's union, because you have to assume like you're not spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on first season talent. You can get people for a respectable amount of money that is good enough that they're saying okay to, and you're able to, you know, it's good bang for your buck. And at the end of the day, yes, it is a business, right? This whole industry is a business. 
And it makes me wonder, you know, what will happen to reality shows. I don't think they're going to make as much reality if if this becomes a thing where you have to be made, you know, you have to make a crazy amount of money to just be on a reality show. At the same time, you know, SAG, for example, a SAG guest star on a third, like this is years ago, you guys. I stopped casting in 2017. But from what I remember in 2017, the SAG guest star rate on a 30-minute sitcom for the entire week was like $7,500. It was like five days of work, like 75, approximately. Now, if you were a name, you could say, I have a, I have a rate, I have a quote, you know, come and get me at this quote. But for whatever reason, you know, it's, these rates are not so high. You will be, the only difference is you're making more residuals if you work on just say an episode of Friends. But you're not making, like if you're going on a show like Love is Blind, if you're going on a show like Bachelor, you still have to remember. You have to remember this is not your lifeline. This is a goal. Like if this is what you want your, your career to be, you have to remember that you are going on a show as a a paycheck and a possible chance at stardom, if that's what you want, and a possible chance at love, money, whatever the reward is of this show, and a cool experience. Please, please do not go on reality shows if you're thinking that this one show is just going to serve you for the rest of your life. It won't. End of story. Finish. Goodbye. Do some shows treat their their stars better than others? Yes. Oh my God, yes. Like, for example, if you're on a, a, a good set, like they're giving you amazing, you know, places to stay, all the food, drinks, crafty, da, da, da. And this goes for crew too. Like Lance goes on some shows and he's like, they treat you like a freaking king. And then some shows it's like, good luck in life, right? So you're going to have different experiences. That's like every single job you do. But don't go on a reality show assuming that this is going to be your ticket to fame and fortune for the rest of your life. Now, the one person or the few people that it actually does happen for are the majority of the Real Housewives that stay on multiple seasons. A lot of these Bravo stars that stay on multiple seasons and like some of these Bachelor, Bachelorette people that are, you know, big names forever, Caitlin Bristow, et cetera. We can talk about her in just a moment. I guess I'm giving you guys an extra, an extra long dose today. So, um, so anyway, that's just like a side note. Bethany Frankel always finds a way to come at you hard. She makes me feel, I don't even follow her. Well, I was blocked. Remember that. I don't even follow her on TikTok. I don't even watch her stuff, but I feel yelled at when she talks like this to me or to everyone. Right. So she's like, come at me, bro. You don't even know. And then this is where she gets me. I am the most successful reality star there is. I am the queen of Bravo. I am the, the I am the top dog. I know it all. I am the one that left twice and they wanted me back. I, 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 me, 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 me. I have never heard Fran Drescher, the head of SAG Union, ever say I was on the nanny. I was the star of this yogurt commercial. I, no, Fran Drescher is like, we. That's the concerning part here, y'all. This is Bethany's fight. This is all for Bethany. Now, will she be able to, by proxy, help these other people? 
And apparently there's a lot of bigger reality stars that have kind of joined on with her, right? Uh, apparently, this is not definite, but apparently Tom Sandoval, um, Paige DeSorbo, Hannah Burner, um, some of the, uh, obviously like a Jill Zarin, Stassi, um, lots of other like random stars, right? And I'm sure there's a hundred more. Remember, most of these, not Paige and not Tom Sandoval, but most of these are people that were on shows and are no longer, okay? That being said, just be aware. When you have someone like her leading the charge, yes, shit will get done, but you are not the reason for the shit getting done. That's my gut feeling, okay? She's like, watch what happens. I am the queen of Bravo. I am. I imagine Andy Cohen wants to fucking her. What do you think Andy Cohen feels towards her right now? Like so, probably so backstabbed. Andy Cohen may not be perfect. Of course he's not perfect. A lot of people have a lot of negative things to say about Andy. I am an Andy fan. I have read all his books. Do I think he's probably a little bitchy and a little mean and a little, you know, I've 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 had bosses that are like him, like the Jeff Lewis's of the world, if you know what I mean. Up and down and up and down and you don't know what you're going to get and you want to be on their good side and then you don't want. Andy Cohen has created a cultural phenomenon through Bravo and through Housewives in particular. And I will forever be grateful for Andy Cohen and his tenacity and his ability. And yes, is he a star effort too? And he loves to be on the, you know, he loves to be the front facing guy. Hell yeah. I still think he's talented as all, as all. So I'm an Andy fan. Okay. You can say like all you want about these people, like Jeff Lewis. Everyone always has so many negative things to say about Jeff Lewis. You know what Jeff Lewis is? He's he's difficult. He's bitchy. He's this. He's that. He is so goddamn smart. And you know what the best part about Jeff Lewis is? He literally takes all of his friends and the people in his circle and he rises them up with him. And that's what Andy Cohen does too, from my opinion. Andy Cohen takes people like John Hill, he takes his buddies and his friends and even the Bethany's of the world, and he brings them with him and he tries to consistently bring them onto new shows. Now, there's a lot of people that hate Andy Cohen. I get it. And this is what my segue into the Kelly Dodd land. Kelly Dodd is convinced that Andy Cohen hates her. I disagree. I don't think that to be true. She's convinced that Bravo, Andy Cohen, and all of them have a horrible vendetta against Kelly Dodd. Um... In fact, I'd say, and I, like I've told you this many times, I actually see the positives in the Kelly Dodd side, like because of the Jeff Lewis connection. Kelly Dodd and her husband are convinced that the world is against them. This is the one thing that I, I really struggle with. They had a YouTube video the other day when her name was, com- was, com- um, was being spoken about on Watch What Happens Live. They asked about her on The Quiet Woman. Go back to my episodes last week if you want to watch more about that. Just find it. You can find so much about that. She and her husband used a clip from Bravo, from Watch What Happens Live, on their YouTube. They didn't talk about it. They used it, and then they talk about it. So they literally 
took the clip and edited it in into their episode. The episode got pulled. They are convinced it's personal. Y'all, it's not personal. YouTube has insane, insane copyright infringement rules. If I play a song right now in the background during this episode, this whole, ep- this whole episode would not be able to be shown. That is a done 100%. Casey and Danielle from Bitch Sesh, if you guys listen to Casey and Danielle, love, love, love their podcast. They were going, they weren't even recording it. They were just going live. Actually, they ended up recording it, yes. But at the time, it was just live with their Discord community, their paid members, in an unlisted YouTube link to watch the Dinner Party from Hell episode and like live watch it together. A private unlisted link. It got pulled during the live three times. You cannot take content and say courtesy of and put it on your YouTube show unless you are getting um, approval. And you definitely cannot get monetized for it. You may be able to do it, but you cannot be getting monetized for it. So I'm not shocked that it got pulled. I just think it's so funny. I know a lot of you guys have a love-hate with Kelly. So do I, I think. Because there's a lot about her that I actually really enjoy. I like kind of her unfilteredness, but I hate that energy that it's like, everyone's against me. Bravo was not against Kelly Dodd in that moment. Um, That guy was against Kelly Dodd, the quiet woman guy. That's it. And maybe Shannon too. I don't know. Okay. That's like a little inside baseball side note. Let's talk about Kyle and Morgan. Let me take a sip of my medicine ball. You guys, do I have enough liquids? Please pay attention. Three. This is maybe the most I've ever had on one show. Let's talk about Kyle um, and Morgan. Kyle, we're literally drinking the tea. You're drinking the tea with Donna. Okay. Um, So Kyle Richards, on Friday we talked about the fact that she was a star in Morgan Wade's video. I'm not going to get back into that. We all know it's a little funny. Okay? It's a little funny. I always think, you know, the fact that she's a girl, people are like, it's okay. But can you imagine if it was like a 25-year-old or 28-year-old man, right? Like a hot, well, okay, whatever. Imagine like just some like tatted up young dude and she was like traveling around the world and then a love interest in his video. People would say, that's kind of weird. You know, just the fact that she's a girl doesn't mean that you wouldn't think there was a relationship. I mean, it's very possible. Anyway, she uh, went to Chicago with Morgan this weekend. So she was with her in Aspen last weekend. She was with her in Chicago this weekend. She was at her show. I want to say it was a Friday night show at 1230 at night. That's when the show started. This is through my friend, through um, my – my source, Face Reality 16, had told me that someone told her that she was at the show and it was a 16, it was a late night show, 1230, and she said there was no camera crews, but Kyle was there. Then Kyle posted a picture of her and Morgan in Chicago, like a very cute picture on her stories and then deleted it within 10 minutes. So I don't really understand exactly what the situation is there. Then they went to Lollapalooza, which is a music festival in Chicago every summer. And Kyle is very clearly like, I mean, you would think Kyle was like her manager, 
right? She's not. But she's on the sidelines. She's like – she's up in there. And she also brought her daughter, Farrah Britt, who's the oldest daughter. Now, we know Kyle's back home. She was on Teddy's stories yesterday. Teddy had her birthday – her son's birthday party at Kyle's house. And um, and Kyle was in the picture there. So she's there. Um, Mauricio is in Paris, apparently. Now, another thing I did notice was I went to go see who – liked, you know, like on Instagram, liked the video that Kyle posted of her and Morgan, you know, the music video. I didn't see Mauricio liked it. I didn't see any of the housewives like it. Not Doree, not Crystal, not Lisa. Not Vanderpump, obviously. Rinna. I don't know, you guys. What do you think? What do you think the housewives feel about this? Maybe they're happy because they're like, we need some views for our show. I didn't see any of her kids, but then I saw Farrah with her in um, in Lollapalooza. So I'm sure she's pretty cool. Mauricio should be on the next Golden Bachelor. Speaking of, Lance shot the Golden Bachelor yesterday. He was on set all day, the Golden Bachelor. He said, all I can say is that he said that the guy is a good-looking dude. And that's all I can say. I can't say more. I really can't. Why am I drinking? What did someone say? Did someone say I look like someone? Um, have I listened to any of Morgan Wade's music? I have not. I've listened to like the one song she wrote about Kyle because I hear it on the, you know, whatever. Um, the geriatric bachelor. He's actually like 70 something years old. Is that so sad to say geriatric? Anyway. I can't wait to tell you guys more about it, but you'll see it when, when they start showing like advertisements, but it's, I find it really interesting. Like Lance commented one thing to me. He told me one thing. And when I tell you, I laugh my ass off. Um, okay. Maybe I'll tell you guys more when I can, like in a safer way. Um, all right, you guys, what else? Tom Sandoval's out with a young mystery woman. Everyone thinks it's like some big paparazzi setup. He went out to some bar Lavo and then went out and was standing at ballet with her. She looks very young. She looks very normal. Like, she doesn't look like model-esque or anything like crazy. Um, she is signed up for this, I guess. Like, she knows that she's with Tom Sandoval. Jax is opening his Studio City um, sports bar, which, you guys, I need to know where it is because, like, I'm, I don't know where in Studio City. Studio City's small. So wherever it is, it's close to me. But I have to figure it out. And apparently he's like, he said something about Tom Sandoval in his comment, like, Tom, if you need a job. But then he said, you know, Tom, it's all good. He, you know, I feel bad for him essentially. And here's my true thing. I'm done being mad at, I've said this before. I'm done being mad at Tom. I'm over it. I'm over being mad at Tom Sandoval. Can we just say that? We're over it. All of the cast was at something about her over the weekend. They were over at um, a tasting sandwich tasting of something about her. The sandwiches look amazing, although I will be honest, I don't want so much bread in my sandwich. I don't want this thick of bread in my sandwich. Like, I want a, I want a panini. Did you guys think about that? I want a panini. Um, in this picture, you know, Lala is sitting next to Schwartz, who's across from Katie, who's next to Ariana, who's next to Sheena. I'm like, oh, we're just like, we're fine. 
I guess we're fine. And then Ariana said something along the lines of like, I'm not friends with Schwartz. Well, you kind of are, don't you think? He's at, he's at your very intimate food tasting and he's not your friends or your co-workers husband. So like he didn't have to be there. I don't know, you guys. We'll have to see what happens. We'll have to watch what happens just like Bethany tells us to do. Um, will anyone buy their bready sandwiches? Not in LA. Everyone's going to say scooped. Scoop the bread, which by the way, that's the best bagel sandwich is if you scoop the bread. You know that, right? Um, Okay. Yeah. Katie. (laughs) Katie looks miserable. That's so funny. Um, Okay. We'll have to see what happens, you guys. I will finish Real Housewives of New York tonight. I watched the first like 10 minutes last night after Big Brother. Oh yeah, Big Brother. Just a quick moment to talk about this. We find it so amazing and so fun about Sari. Sari is the former Survivor um, contestant. And then she was on The Traders, which my family is all watching right now. And then, of course, she's on Survivor. So, like, Oliver, my youngest, and I are really into Big Brother. We watched it last night. I'm I'm liking it. I'm not, like, super invested yet. But I'm liking it, and I feel like I will watch it in the next few days, um, like, in the next few weeks. And then I'm going to get more into it because that's how it works with Big Brother. The beginning, you're like, who cares? And then as it gets smaller and smaller, you get real excited. Um, No, there's only one New York housewife. I watched the first 10 um, 15 minutes last night. And I will tell you, I have a feeling just from what I've seen that I will warm up to Bryn, but Uba is still my favorite. You guys, I love Uba. I love Uba. I think she's so funny. Okay. You guys, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you so much for being here and being part of the Daily Dose community. Make sure to follow on Facebook. I'll release a Patreon episode this week all about my behind the scenes experience because tomorrow, you guys, I'm doing something. I will not be here tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific time. My normal time, I will be releasing the episode either really early or really late because I have another thing, a big thing at 11 o'clock tomorrow. So I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you so, so much. Love you. Bye.